0: And so it begins. The whole yeah. of his mind is apparently his personality. Wait, 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 wait. A rabbi and a boxer <laughs> arrive on a space <laughs> yeah. station. Broke off. You guys, I have a stop. He's totally hitting on Kosh now. Totally <laughs> sexual harassment. Basically, the Mountebank drama queen. It's <laughs> gonna come out of his butt. I can't believe this martial law crack. Where I am, damn it! Hey, Jeff- <laughs> Jeffrey
1: Sinclair. Oh, ah, what's happening? Oh my God! To blow up universe.
0: My Whedon senses should have been
2: tingling. <laughs> and we know that IKEA survived.
0: This torture session may be recorded for quality assurance. Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> Now he's a dead driver.
2: Jack Ripper you it was there. So long.
0: again everyone welcome to down below a babylon 5 intro cast it's just me for this episode Uh, if you're on the facebook group you know that unfortunately our last recording was also lost the software that i used didn't it only recorded my part of the conversation even though before we started i tested it out five different times and it worked But the only difference was that in those test calls, it was only a two-way conversation. So my theory was that, Hey, you had more people to the call. Something got screwed up. It was, wasn't the same pro, uh, software that I used before the last time it messed up like that. It was actually a different version of the software that I used for, you know, the majority of this podcast, majority of the time we've been doing this podcast, but uh, it's broken too, but. Um, this week, (laughs) this next episode, I'm going to try going back to my Mac, which I used a few for a period of time while we were doing this show. Uh, and I moved some stuff around in my apartment just so I could have the Mac in a quiet room and be able to project it, um, been able to use my tv as a monitor so hopefully that will all work we're gonna test it all together before we actually get into the podcast just to make sure it's working so hopefully that's the last hiccup like this that we'll have I mean, the podcast is close to being over but it seems like this has been a very difficult season uh recording wise so just for today i'm just gonna um For the two episodes that we recorded, I'm just going to uh, go through feedback and ratings, and there's even some audio feedback that... Just stick around just for that. If you're worried about listening to me drone on and on, uh, just stick around for audio feedback, Um, (laughs) if nothing else. So the first episode we covered was A Tragedy of telepath, which was the second out of three in this uh, story arc. It was episode 510. It originally aired March 25th, 1998, directed by Tony Dow, uh, written by JMS. So as far as ratings, uh, if I can open this up, as far as ratings, Heidi gave it a 7, Beth 6.5, Ian 7, myself 7.5, so the total score was 7. Human of the Week was Lockley, and Alien of the Week was Natoth. I think we were all happy to see, you know, top Toph and the Centauri storyline it was our favorite part of the episode, but we didn't really like anything happening with Byron. Uh, let's see, where was feedback? So, first feedback is from Board 99 Board says, now here's an episode with that last season feeling. Of the two plots, one is devoted to bringing back a beloved character from early in the show. And the other is about advancing the telepath story towards its conclusion. Both plots, in other words, are about tying up loose ends. It's a bit of a problem, it must be said that there are problems with both. It's good to see Natath again, but we don't actually see Natoth again. This isn't the same sardonic and forceful personality that we knew in season one. There's nothing inevitable there's nothing unbelievable about this. Natasha's sufferings are clearly meant to have broken her. This is a good deal, more believable than the way in which Sheridan bounces back from his trauma in season four, without any more effect on him than if he had been given a parking ticket. Uh, speaking of parking tickets, I have two unpaid tickets. I still, I think I said the same thing when we recorded this episode. <laughs> still need to pay those. Um, Avour goes on to say, it is, however, a definite problem that two male characters. Sheridan and Jakar are portrayed as heroic figures who triumph over the experience of imprisonment and torture, while the woman becomes a broken and passive victim to be rescued by two men. Well, that's basically what this story does. Back when Natasha was introduced, she was the single member of the trio of Her, Veer, and Lanier with the most obvious potential. Here she is reduced to a MacGuffin for Londo and Jakar story. I haven't rewatched the episode in a while, but my memory is that she hardly speaks. I would defy anyone who hadn't watched early B five to watch this and understand why Natoth's return might matter to anyone. There are obvious reasons. In season five, Natoth is at best a character who used to be of uh, used to be sort of important, and there's no point in developing her further. Plus, presumably, the same problems with the makeup still existed, so it was probably necessary to, necessary to Marat to minimize her screen time. But still, the result is that the episode ends up in a very unfortunate place. This damages a plot that, judged solely as a story about Londo and Jakar's relationship, is good stuff that does an important job of illuminating how unlikely how their unlikely friendship can work, despite the obvious pressures on it. For the telepath plot, the main problem for me is that this is one episode too many. The previous episode gives the impression that the thing is heading for a conclusion. This dragged it out for another episode of Ongoing Crisis. I suspect that JMS was going for ramping up the tension, but he ended up with a necessarily slow, at least for me. Thank you, vord. I think we agreed that this was when um, we were discussing that this was... Uh, one episode too many and it would have been better if it had just been two episodes. Next email is from Lori and Carl. Uh they say hello commanders, ambassador and visitor. Well we didn't have a visitor. Uh initial prediction all the telepaths will die and all the newbies will be happy. <laughs> we are wondering why they could why they could they not just remove the air on the or affect the life support from the area where the telepaths were holed up to knock them out and then go in and secure them. Thoughts? Natath is coming back. Were you, as su- were you surprised and happy? Carl was. The telepaths are still very creepy. Everything they do is creepy. Jakar is always eating. The spoo looks like yogurt. The Lando and Jakar rescue of Natath was amazing and exhilarating. At this point, Carl is rooting for Bester and has more sympathy for him than the telepaths. This storyline just does not work that well because the telepaths are not sympathetic. Ambassadors? What does Byron want? His motivations make no sense. Sheridan was the only one to try and help them and they betrayed him. Predictions for next week. All the telepaths will die or at least their cause and that will end that storyline. Quote, it's animal magnetism, what can I say? Lori's rating seven out of ten lovely centauri ladies, human lockley, alien Jakar. calls ratings two drunk Malaris total four Ship Drazi Ships Set Londo Sweet Species Centauri Londo Human Blowtorch Guy Plot Centauri Homeworld. Wooing slash relationship, Natath and Londo. Flora, guarded flower, dramatic moment, these things just happen. Comedic moment, Garibaldi's insight, actor Bruce Boxleitner. What would Sinclair do? Would not have tried to threaten so early. Carl's callback, Nata's return. Thank you, Laurie and Carl. And next we have a voicemail from Jan and Jarstow, who were visiting each other in person at the time that we recorded this episode, so they got together and sent in joint feedback, and hopefully I did not forget to insert it here. If I did, tell me, and I'll put it in the next episode. Hello, Down Below podcasters. This is the Babylon
1: Lurker,
2: also known as Jan from Denmark, and this is Jarstow from the Netherlands, currently also in Denmark. And we're recording this as joint feedback for episode 10 of season 5, A Tragedy of Telepaths. So,
1: let's just say, the first thing I would say about this one is that these last two episodes have been a very nice transition between the telepath arc and now the beginning of what's happening on Centauri Prime.
2: I would agree, and I would say in this episode, the storyline on Centauri is really the thing that shines in the episode with Natoth being rescued by Jakar and Londo, and of course the return of Natoth at all being a highlight for this, this episode. Most
1: definitely. There's a little thing with the comment from Natoth. She says, I guess they didn't find me sufficiently entertaining. And that reminds me of, of what could be a nod to a Star Trek at where we had Shatner saying that exactly that.
2: Another thing that gets mentioned in the Centauri Prime storyline is the story of the guard standing in the place where once the first flower of spring grew. This is actually an Earth story, to be precise, a Russian story. It was documented by Otto von Bismarck, then not yet Chancellor of Prussia, but merely Prussia's ambassador to Russia, who recorded the Tsar noticing a guard standing in the middle of nowhere in the search for the answer, which proved to be that about a hundred years before in the time of Catherine the Great, the first flower spring had grown in that spot. And let's just deal quickly with the telepath arc.
1: Sheridan has withdrawn his, his protection for them. So what will we do? Lockley is in the impossible situation that she can't get them out mm. at
2: all. Why? <laughs> because
1: they can block the people working to get in.
2: My summary of the telepath arc would be a lot of good work by Lockley. She basically saves that arc to a certain extent in this episode, but it's definitely the weak point of the episode. Yes.
1: So, greatest moment of this episode is definitely
2: finding Natoth. And finding the solution to getting Natoth out of the palace.
1: What I love in this thing is that Londo is not being noticed by being
2: noticed. Very much hiding in plain sight. That was a shining moment for Londo. Yeah. Speaking of which, when Londo is talking to the guards, ordering him to shut off the wing of the prison, has anybody ever seen a Centauri with facial hair before that? Because I can't remember any. And neither can I. Shall we move on to our favorite characters of the episode? Y- yes, let's do that. And we uh, actually have the same list for this, I think. So we sh- we split it up.
1: I say a human has to be Loughley because just just because she goes in unarmed and everything. And I would say my favorite alien for this episode is Natov. Agreed. And we have an honorable mention of both Londo and Jakar, because what they did was excellent stuff. Yeah, definitely.
2: Quotes? Uh, I'll just do one of them, uh, and it's from the weaker arc of the story this time, but it's one of Lockley's opening remarks. This place is one long exercise in frustration. Very nice. I have a, a short Chicago quote myself.
1: Sensible. Wise. Who thought it up for you? And then we have Garibaldi. Why is it that we always break our history up by the wars, not the years of peace? Why the war, not the peace? Well, because it's exciting. And because on some level, people like to see things fall apart and explode from the inside out. Right now, John, we're that something. And let's go to the ratings. I will give this one 8
2: out of 10 bloodhounds. And my rating is 24 out of 30 minutes waiting to resume cutting.
1: That's all for now. This is Yasto from the Netherlands. This is Jan from Denmark, also known as the Babylon Lurker. And we're saying, be seeing you. And be careful, because you have entered
0: the Wheel of Fire. So that's all we have for The Tragedy of Telepaths. Next was Phoenix Rising, episode 11. The original air date was April Fool's Day, April 1st, 1998. It was, and I remember we discussed April Fool's Day and pranks and what happens on the internet and how much I hate it and... Ian, I think, hates the internet that day, too. Um, it's directed by David J. Eagle and written by JMS. <clears throat> as far as ratings, our guests, the Butlers, Mara and Holly, gave it a 6.5. Their The average of their score was a 6.5. One gave it a 6, the other gave it a 7. Uh, Heidi had to leave early, so she didn't rate the episode. Beth gave it a 7, Ian gave it 7.5, and I gave it 7.5, so the total was 7.125. Human of the week was <laughs> We gave it to Lita and the semi semi-sane telepath. And Alien of the Week. There, was, there were no aliens, so we didn't have an alien of the week. And feedback for this episode. First we have a comment from Board. <clears throat> I lost my head. okay. Vord says okay. So I think that the Byron arc becomes a lot more palatable if you view Byron as a creepy cult leader, who's not anything like as intelligent as he thinks he is. The story then becomes whether or not JMS intended it one of how a positive development, in this case the resistance to the PsyCor, can merge out of a problematic, out of problematic beginnings and how someone who's clearly going to become a heroized legend might actually have been a disturbed and dangerous personality. It is worth noting that in a 90s context, the end of Byron and his followers was an obvious reference to David Koresh and his. One reason why I like this is because it can be read, whether or not JMS was aware of this, as an apology for the counterpoint to the hero worship of Sheridan, especially in the deconstruction of Fallen Stars. Yes, I think Byron is another distorted mirror of Sheridan, but in this case Sheridan is is more messianic. In, in this case Sheridan in his is in his more messianic mode. Um sorry, in this case Sheridan is more messianic mode. That is not to say that Byron that the Byron arc one of the best Sorry, I can't read today. (laughs) It's not to say that the Byron arc is one of the best parts of Babylon 5. Not only does it drag on too long, it manages not to do everything it should within that time. One particular gap is characterization of the members of the cult who aren't Byron. This works well enough for a while because it adds to the creepiness. Um. The telepaths come across as people who submerge their identity into the group. But once dissent in opposition to Byron develops, it falls more than a little flat because we have no idea who the leaders of dissent are. And tonally, I think one of the problems is nebulous, but real. It's just not all that enjoyable to watch, is it? No, it isn't. Thank you, Lord. And next we have email from Lori and Carl. They say the storyline is giving Carl sympathy with the Psychor because these rogue telepaths have become terrorists. Order is better than chaos. Psychor has some legitimate points. Question. How did the telepath crucify himself? Was he telekinetic? Seems unlikely that he could have done that. Byron and Bester must have a history, and then we find out what it was. Did he give you all any sympathy for Byron? Not so much for us. Carl thinks they should not negotiate with them at this point as they are now terrorists and Byron has already betrayed them. Carl appreciates when Lockley finally finally said we don't negotiate with terrorists. They never should have allowed a cult on their station. (laughs) It was just a matter of time before it turned into terrorism. Carl says he called that Byron would become a martyr. Quote Lockley. And what if Garibaldi is killed? Bester. Zach gets his room. Lori's ratings, 5 out of 10 telepathic blocks, plus 1 points for at least ending the telepath story. Human, Garibaldi, alien, what alien? Calls rating, 0, moving on to new plots, totals from season still 4. Points were for Bester and killing off the telepath. Ship, smugglership, set, the wreckage. Human, really scared-looking woman. Doctor, death. Byron. Thank God. Wooing slash relationship. Melodrama. Drink whiskey. Melodramatic moment. Last Byron scene. Comedic moment. Advice to all writers: When you are writing something that is meant to be dramatic, you should always include a little bit of comedy. You see, when you are too dramatic, you just it just comes across as melodramatic. But when you add comedy. It creates contrast between the light and the dark. It's great. Include comedy. Uh, actor, Walter Koenig. Camera work, disappointed sigh. What would Sinclair do? Talked himself into a peaceful negotiation. Carl's callback, Garibaldi, and Bester. Predictions that can only go up from here. Thank you, Laurie and Carl. <clears throat> Finally, we have an email from Yan. Yan says, Hello down below, casters. Here's a bit of feedback for Babylon 5, episode uh, Season 5, Episode 11, Phoenix Rising. Uh, this week, and I have been to the Copenhagen Comic Con, so it is a bit brief, but here goes. Bester has called for um, assistance from CyCor Elite Units. He might think it is easy, but he might have to reconsider, as Lockley says. Um, Garibaldi wants revenge, but Bester has hit him with an Asimov. Look up Asimov's robot rules in case you did not know. Bester's arrogance just makes him even more infuriating, does it not? Damn, Garibaldi crawled into his bottle again. Byron's outsiders have gone crazy. He wants to stop them. Oh, no, you're right behind me. Okay, um. He really tries his best, so does Sheridan and Lockley, but of course, Bester has to interfere and ruin everything. So, dear ambassadors, is this the end of the telepath crisis on B5? What is going to happen? Are we seeing the beginning of the telepath war? Favorites Human, Lita, Alien, which alien? Quotes Free Byron. Byron to Lita when he asks her to leave and she does not want to. I'm already gone. It's too late for me, but not for the others. There are my life's work and my redemption for sins past. You cannot save my life, but you can save my soul. Also, remember Byron? Yes, I thought I would give a Byron quote now that he is gone. Rating, I give this episode 7 out of 10 telepaths in the fire. That's all for now. Be careful. We have entered the wheel of fire again, the Babylon lurker. Thank you again. And thank you everyone for the feedback. And we'll be back next week with uh, our discussion, hopefully of the next Babylon five episode, which is the ragged edge. So take care everybody until then. Goodbye and stroke off. Look for us on the web in iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. Also, downbelowpodcast.com, facebook.com slash group slash downbelowpodcast, and twitter.com slash downbelowcast.